Welcome to the Cookery by the Book podcast with me, Susie Chase. I'm Kara Mangini, chef and owner of Little Eater in Columbus, Ohio, and author of The Vegetable Butcher. Your Italian great-grandfather and grandfather were butchers. When did you realize that you wanted to take the craft in a different direction with vegetables? Well, I have always had a strong interest in the connection between food and health. And I spent a lot of time traveling, mostly in Europe and France and Italy and Spain, uh, Croatia, Turkey. And I found in all these places that vegetables played a really significant role on the plate in a very natural way. It wasn't political. People could just pick up any vegetable and turn it into a meal. And I started thinking a lot about sort of my own family's craft uh, and connection to butchery uh, with, you know, what I was seeing abroad and a real need for, uh, you know, making vegetables more second nature here. And so I sort of took uh, that observation and my strong interest in vegetable education um, and, you know, thought I could apply that craft that's essentially been in my, you know, family for generations um, to vegetables. And, you know, ultimately understanding that, you know, if we don't have the knife skills and the understanding of how to simply pick up produce and turn it into a meal, that we're never really going to cook with vegetables um, every day in the way that I think we need to. So Italy is a fantastic Italian market here in New York City. Describe your gig there. It was incredible working at Italy. I was a vegetable butcher, so people could walk right up to me with their produce for purchase, and I would slice it and dice it and prime it and essentially prepare vegetables for them so that when they got home to cook, they'd be a step closer to getting dinner on the table. Uh, and what I found in that experience was that, you know, even the most sophisticated New Yorkers were sort of amazed at these simple tips and tricks and techniques that I was sharing with people. You know, they could have walked away and done other shopping, but they stayed around to watch me prep their produce. And I found ultimately, again, in that situation that I think that, um, you know, vegetable education was needed. uh, And people were sort of excited to cook with vegetables once they saw that it wasn't as complicated as they thought. The holidays are coming up, and winter squash dishes are always a hit. What are some easy ways to tackle squash? Well, I guess in terms of the breaking down of squash, you know, my book, The Vegetable Butcher, shows you, you know, not not only for squash, but every vegetable, how to break everything down, which I think is half the battle when it comes to cooking with vegetables. Um, But, you know, in particular, it's really tricky when it comes to winter squashes. There's so many different varieties, and, you know, they can be a bit high maintenance to break down. So, um, you know, I think it's really important when you're actually, uh, you know, cutting it is to create a flat surface so that that large squash doesn't slip out from under you, and that's sort of when accidents happen. Um, In terms of, uh, you know, actual dishes, there are so many that I think are are pretty easy. Um, Spaghetti squash is a great one. Uh, You know, you can cut it in half, essentially, roast it, cut side down, and then you just pull those wonderful little strings um, out. There's a great recipe in the book for a brown butter spaghetti squash with um, fried sage uh, and um, uh, hazelnuts. It's 
absolutely delicious. I love baking, of course, with winter squashes and pumpkin uh, pie pumpkins. There's a great recipe in the book for a, um, a winter squash uh, goat cheese cake, which is awesome. Um, but, you know, I think that an, one that's also really easy is delicata squash. You can eat the skin, and so it makes it one that I turn to certainly on weeknights that you can just very quickly prep it uh, and turn it into a meal. You just slice it in half, scoop out the seeds, cut it into half moons, uh, and you can pair that with a grain. Uh, you can turn it into sort of inspired uh, fall uh tacos, which I think they make a great filling for that. So, you know, it, it depends on the type of squash, but there's so many different things that you can do with it. So in terms of cutting, you said create a flat surface. What do you mean by flat yeah. surface? Yeah, so you want to um, essentially, generally with the squash, it depends on the type. You know, squashes, winter squash is one that you sort of, it really depends. There's so many different varieties. But let's say a, uh, a butternut squash, you'd want to trim the, the top and the bottom, and you never want to cut right into the stem. That's where you'll sort of ruin your knife. So just under the stem, and then cut it in half sort of where the uh, the top part of the butternut meat, sort of the more bulbous end. Uh, and so there you're creating a, a flat surface to stand up the squash. Uh, okay. And you want to stand it up on its widest cut end in order to, to make the additional cuts from there. Okay, gotcha. So we don't stab ourselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's one that's difficult to discuss. It's why I think it was so important in my book to show step-by-step guides for every vegetable because, you know, it's one that, you know, you want to you see it. Uh, and it's, it can be difficult to, to discuss, but it's, uh, you know, it's one that once you get the hang of it, you're, you know, you're going to get vegetables on the table much faster. The step-by-step photos in this book are really great. And that's the goal, just to make this easier and more approachable. Vegetable cooking with vegetables shouldn't have to be complicated. And I think in order for us to make recipes our own and to, you know, shop at any farmer's market or grocery store, wherever you shop for your produce, to be able to pick out, you know, whatever stands out to you and looks really delicious and appealing to you, that you can get it home and really feel comfortable and confident turning that into into a meal. And I think that, you know, those, being able to reference those photos and quickly do it is, you know, is, is going to help facilitate that. Oftentimes I pull greens out of my crisper and they're limp. Now, does that mean they're unusable? Really good question. When it comes to reviving your greens, uh, you can put them in ice water, really cold water, and let them sit there for 30 minutes. Uh, you know, I mean, even 15 minutes would be enough just to see if they sort of start to come back to life. If they're still limp and they're really past their prime, now's a good time to saute or braise and throw them into a stir fry or a pasta or a soup. But we don't have to throw them away the second they're starting to look limp or even slightly yellowed. Now it's a good time just to use them differently, uh, you know, rather than using them, let's say, in a raw salad. Uh, you want to you cook with them. But, you know, I think we're really quick to throw things away. Uh, and part of cooking with vegetables is getting to know how to use them at different moments in their life cycle. If we can only find or afford conventional produce, what types of vegetables should we steer clear of in terms of pesticides? So, you know, 
shopping organic is certainly a personal choice, but uh, there are certain vegetables that are known to retain the highest levels of pesticides. So those include bell peppers and potatoes, lettuces, celery, spinach, and, and our greens, things like collards and kale. Um, and so, you know, if you, if you want to make a commitment to some organic, those are, would be the ones that, that I recommend. I'm a one-trick pony when it comes to artichokes. I cut off the stem, boil the heck out of it, and serve it with drawn butter. But over the weekend, I broke out, and I made your recipe for stuffed whole artichokes. When buying artichokes, what should we look for? So they should be heavy for their size. Uh, the leaves should be sort of tightly um, uh, held together. You know, they shouldn't be hollowed out at all or, or separated. Um, and uh, and that's really it. You know, some brown marks, um, you know, aren't aren't terrible. Um, you know, they don't really affect the flavor of the artichoke. Uh, you just want to make sure they don't feel too light. Um, and, you know, overall, uh, you know, you can store them in your refrigerator, but it's one that you want to try and use as soon as possible. Last night, I also made your Turkish carrot yogurt dip on page 86. And that only had just basically three ingredients, but it packed so much flavor. We really liked it watching the election returns. <laughs> Thank you. I love that recipe, and it is really an easy one. And every time you serve it, people, you know, are amazed and wonder what is in this thing. But what I love, you know, I think it's important. For me, I had a bad childhood memory with carrots, you know, where I had the, like, frozen peas and carrots that were steamed or microwaved till the life was sort of sucked out of them. And I love this preparation of carrots because you get just this wonderful color on them. You shred the carrot and then saute them in oil, and then you add pine nuts or walnuts, and you get that wonderful caramelization on the carrots, and then while it's still warm, stir it into a nice thick Greek-style yogurt. And, um, and of course, there's some garlic in there as well. And, I, you know, at the restaurant, we put it on an open-faced sandwich with microgreens or maybe sliced cucumbers. It's wonderful as a dip with maybe pita chips and crudite um, or, a, again, a great topping for crostini. So it's just an easy, really versatile recipe. And, by the way, you can also shred some zucchini in there um, you know, during the height of summer. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, it's really good. Little Eater is your produce-inspired market and restaurant in Columbus, Ohio. I assumed that you grew up in Ohio and just wanted to get back home, but you grew up in San Francisco. What brought you to Columbus? And talk a little bit about Little Eater. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm i from the San Francisco Bay Area. After college, I, I lived and worked in New York City for many years in a completely different career. When I decided to pursue a life in food, I spent... You know, I worked in restaurants and taking on different food jobs at night and on the weekends, eventually left my other career and decided to head back out to California in hopes to start my business in California to be closer to my family and to, to get back home. Um, and I serendipitously, I, I met my husband while I was working in the Napa Valley, and he convinced me to start my business in Columbus, Ohio, uh, where he uh, lives and works. And, you know, it, it turned out that Columbus, Ohio 
was the missing link in my business plan. It turned out to be a really incredible community of people and a wonderful farming community that supports my restaurant. Um, we are a produce-inspired restaurant. Also, there's a grocery component where we sell the produce of all of our farm partners as well as products from artisans in Ohio and around the country. Uh, and, you know, it has been a, a really incredible opportunity in Columbus uh, because, you know, we've been able to really fine-tune the restaurant concept uh, and, again, really, uh, you know, uh, grow due to the great support of our community. But the idea is that really everything on the menu is inspired by something that is uh, seasonal and local, uh, and you can mix and match scoops of our vegetables or pair them with many of our other produce-inspired dishes on the menu. What do you have coming up in 2017, and where can we find you on the web? So 2017, I have a, a new restaurant opening up, same concept, but we're growing into 2,700 square feet. We're wow. really excited. The menu is going to evolve some. Uh, and so that's, that's a big project. Uh, and uh, it, on, online, you can find uh, me at littleeater.com. Also, I'm at Cara Mangini on Instagram. With the vegetable butcher, anyone can sign up for their local CSA or tackle the farmer's market without thinking twice. Thanks for coming on Cookery by the Book podcast. Thank you so much for having me.